hello and welcome to GYSB Talks. Get your sexy back talks with host Carla Palmer. That's me. Welcome to another episode. This is the number one podcast for women 50 plus who want to elevate to their next level of optimal living. Here at GYSB Talks, we focus on a holistic approach to wellness, physically, mentally, financially, spiritually, emotionally, and in relationships. I am so happy and oh so grateful that you are here with us today and every week. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of GYSB Talks. I am your host every week, Carla Palmer, and today I am joined with Marianne Udell. Hi, Marianne. Thank you for being here. Hi, Carla. So let me introduce Mary Ann. Mary Ann is a certified life and business coach who focuses on navigating loss, grief, and change. Her clients include individuals, nonprofit organizations, and companies. She lives in Sherman Oaks, California with her husband over of over 30, 35 years. Marianne, again, thank you so much for being here to talk through this very important topic. Yeah, I'm really happy that you invited me to join you today, Carla. You know, that's yeah, part I, of my passion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about navigating career changes during times of grief and loss. And so for you, like your area, your niche area, can we talk a little bit about how you came to do this particular work and why it's important for you to do this? Okay. Um, My story starts back when I was 24 years old. I was a young wife and my husband was suddenly killed in an automobile accident. So I overnight became a young widow. And it took a long time for me to come to the coaching world. I managed to navigate life on my own and met my second husband. And as you shared in the introduction, we've been married for over 35 years now, but um, it wasn't until I left the corporate world that I became a coach. I was going through a lot of changes all through my life. And when I sat back and said, is this what I want to keep doing? I said, no, I don't think so. I, this, so I started going to workshops to explore what else was possible. And I met a coach and worked with her and met another coach and started developing a business and decided, you know, this is what I got to do. I'm going to get certified. Mm -hmm. So I um, created my company, Sheltering Tree, to help people deepen their roots as they navigate their own grief, their change, whatever Mm -hmm. loss Mm -hmm. it is, and help them not only find out how to deal with the grief and the loss, but how to navigate life while they're learning how to live with that. Because you don't get Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. the loss or the grief, you learn how to live with it. So that is, um, mm-hmm. that is what I do with people and companies too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when people hear grief or loss, a lot of times they think about death right. and that's not exactly what it means. It's not just compartmentalized to mean helping people get through the death of someone while they're you know dealing with work and things like that. This is about any kind of organizational 
right. structure changes. Right. Um, any so companies will hire you to help with that as well, correct? Yes. Yes. So there I've been part of companies when they were downsizing. So as they were actually releasing people, laying people off in major numbers, I became part of the exit package. And I've also been on the other end when there was startup companies going through growth and all of a sudden people are getting promoted and they don't know how to be a manager or the, I don't know who my boss is. So there's a lot of uh, uncertainty. So I became a confidential resource to give, help people sort it out, you know, see, mm -hmm. you know, this is what the reality is. You did get laid off. What can you do? Vent yeah. a little bit, get it out of your system mm -hmm. so that you can show up for your next position, more centered and purposeful that you're not holding this resentment. Mm -hmm. What are some uh, common feelings that people have when they experience a layoff from a job maybe they've had for a really long time? Maybe they are older, you know, mm -hmm. over 50, maybe in their 60s and they still need to work. How do you help those people and what are some common things that you see? Well, there's um, feeling that there's, first of all, depression, there's anger, there's regret. Um, what did I do wrong? Um, giving, giving them the opportunity to see what do they have done, what they've accomplished over the course of their life, and that it's not a personal attack on them. It's a numbers thing. It's not just mm -hmm. them being singled out. It's, well, you get paid a lot and the company can't afford you anymore. So it's helping them figure out what their value is and what they really want to do. You know, all of those things that they might be talking about or might have been talking about. Oh, when I retire, this is what I'm going to do. Oh, when I have more time, this is what I'm going to do. So it's finding ways to insert some of that back into their life and maybe that is the direction they want to go for what's next in their life. Um, mm -hmm. you know, finding, finding those things that they like and they, they enjoy doing. Can that be a business? Can mm -hmm. that be? So you're, you're really helping people to maybe change their perspective on the downsizing or whatever, whatever caused them to lose their position, mm -hmm. you're looking at this as an opportunity to reimagine what your life might be able okay. to look like. And I love that you're talking about when people talk about retirement, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to travel or I'm going to start mm -hmm. a garden. I'm going to do all of these things on a daily basis that maybe have been marginalized while they've been working. Right. But you're looking at this as, hey, this is an opportunity for you to maybe have more work-life harmony, right? Maybe you were in a role that was running you in the ground. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you need, yeah. Uh, and it's, um, oh, I think it's just seeing what your value is, your true value, yeah. or maybe even looking beyond that and seeing what your purpose is. What do you want to do before you die? looking beyond just your, your identity in your role in your job that it's not just who you are as a manager who you are as a, a cfo or who you are as 
as that job. It's who you are as a person. What is the difference you want to make in the world? And I know that the work that I'm doing honors my first husband. It's what I'm supposed to do. It's why he died. You know, when uh, I, I contributed a chapter to a book called Unleashing Your Soul Level Magic, and my chapter is called From Grief to Purpose. So I share a little bit about my story of becoming a widow and how I came about finding my way to being a coach and what it is I want to be able to help people to do because we don't talk mm-hmm. enough about loss, all the kinds of loss whether it's a divorce or it's an illness or it's uh, retirement or layoff or a move across the country, a downsizing, uh, kids going off to college, empty nesting. There's lots of change that happens. And even within an organization, somebody gets promoted and all of a sudden, I don't know, I don't get along with that person. And now I got to deal with that. Or I have more responsibility. Um, your identity shifts in some way or another. It's Mm -hmm. looking at, first of all, how you feel. Because quite often, I think women especially skip over showing people how they feel, especially at work, because you don't want to appear weak. You want to and emotional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you then you get stereotyped as a loose cannon, or um, oh, she 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 obviously can't lead because she's such a softy. But there is strength and vulnerability. I think more and more companies are talking about that. That the authenticity, the um, oh, I guess the just being honest, but being a feeling human being does not mean you're weak. It means that you acknowledge how you feel. And the only way that you can get beyond that is by letting it out and then acknowledging, okay, this sucks, or this is a challenge. What can I do? What is possible now? Obviously this is an opportunity. And then you've, when when a challenge comes up, you have to adjust your focus and then yeah, take yeah. action. So it's it's part of talking people through it because there can be an emotional reaction that is just like a knee jerk rather than think it through, you know, rather than take it personally. It's mm-hmm. what what's happening here? Well, I'm pissed off because that person got the promotion that I wanted and I didn't get it. Okay. Okay. And then what can I do? You know, I can leave the company if I want to. I can figure out how to live in this new reality. You know, so there's, there's just weighing your options once you come to a reality of how am I feeling and why? Does that make sense? When you, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. A, a lot of that makes me think about um, the importance of self care. Oh my! And God. how you might 
coach your clients through that or work with them to make sure that they are doing self-care because I think that that will maybe not get rid of, but help to alleviate some of those knee-jerk reactions that we have at work um, Mm -hmm. because we're stressed out or because we haven't taken care of ourselves, put our oxygen mask on, as everyone says, before Mm -hmm. going into the office. So what are some strategies that you help your clients implement in order to ensure that they have a good work-life harmony? Well, there's have, first of all, setting clear boundaries knowing when you work and when you don't work and being very clear in your communication to everybody that you work with because you teach people how to treat you. So clear boundaries is one. Having time to be in nature if possible or just take a break. Always have some fun scheduled. (laughs) Every week have something fun scheduled. Um, take time to go inward, Mm -hmm. develop a morning practice of some sort. One of my mentors gave me this, um, it's a very simple four step practice every morning, write down one thing you're grateful for, one thing you want to release, one thing you want to receive and three things you want to deliver that day. So you hmm. can say, I'm grateful for a great night's sleep. I want to release hmm. bad self-talk. I want to receive more calm in my day. I want to deliver. I want to make that phone call to such and such. I want to send an email and I want to take a break for lunch. And that can be a very simple thing. Um, and if If you find that you're having trouble articulating, go to a journal. It helps to write things Mm. down, to get them out of your head, because it'll keep bouncing around in your head and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And once you write it down, just do a, a, a set a timer for 10 minutes and write everything that you're feeling without censoring. If you're pissed off, write that down. If you're um, sad, write that down. If you're really happy and excited, write all of that down. And you can bounce around. It doesn't have to be one or the other. But being aware Mm -hmm. of how you're feeling, even on a daily basis, if you're able to stop and say, how am I feeling and why? And... uh, that's great breathe there's this lady i follow on instagram and she's all about meditation and Mm -hmm. peace and she was saying yesterday she's like if you if you're ever in a situation whether it's at work or whether it's at home in a stressful environment take three minutes and she said breathe in peace and exhale stress or anxiety or whatever Mm -hmm. word you want to use but say the words as you're doing it and she said she promises you'll feel this was I just saw this yesterday. I was like, oh, I'm going to try that yeah. because I think it's just like these little pockets of time throughout the day that we should use to recharge or to like mm-hmm. tell ourselves everything is going to be OK. Everything is always going to be OK. Yes. You know, especially for those of us who are in midlife, we, we've gone through a lot in life. Right. Yeah. Things always work out. 
And I think it's important, like you said, with the journaling and really understanding what value you have to offer the world and what your purpose is and all the things that we've gone through in life that we've come out on the other side okay. We have to remember all of those things because life is not easy. You know, I mean, you you are going to come up against all kinds of challenges, whether you are a direct report or whether you have direct reports. Mm-hmm. Work is what it is. And so you, we've got to make it the most peaceful that it can be, mm-hmm. um, even in times of, of challenge. Um, and that's I like what you do. I really do. And I think. I'm sure you would agree that everybody should have some sort of coach. Would you agree with that? Well, I, it helps to have yeah. a, uh, an outside person to share things with. You know, this is going on. I don't know if it, if what I'm thinking is right. What do you think? Bounce ideas off of sort of, and also challenge in some way. Hmm. There, there can be a tendency for individuals to wallow or feel sorry for themselves, um, especially that. <laughs> well, it's a common thing, but then take responsibility for getting yourself out of it. And a coach is a very clear aid to kick your butt <laughs> and get you to take you know, action. It's not for your friends. Your friends get sick of hearing it. Your friends can be a sounding board for a short period of time, Mm -hmm. but every time they see you, they don't want to hear about your work woes. Right. They don't. Right. And they might not give the best advice. They might just, oh, you're right. They'll just give, they'll just be yes people. And they'll just get you deeper into those woes. So um, think about the energy you want to be in. What, how would you, you're tired of this stuff and you would rather be, oh, and a coach helps you get to that, oh, <laughs> that there is, um, there is encouragement, there is challenge, there is guidance. Accountability. And, oh, big time on the, the accountability, too. You said you wanted to do this, but yet you haven't. What's stopping you? So mm-hmm. there's there's a um, really looking at reality in a different way. Because you might be in a rut. Mm-hmm. You might be at a place where, oh, I guess this is what I'm stuck doing. Or... Oh, nobody understands. There's the blame and it's everybody else's fault. And, but when you take responsibility for what you want your life to be, to really get clear about what you're meant to do in this world, it makes you show up so different. It really does. Mm -hmm. It really does. Can you share uh, some success stories that you've had with working with clients that you've had? Well, sure. Um, There was a woman who came to me. She had her own company and she was divorced. She, she had two divorces, actually. This, the one most recent that had happened was two years prior. And we talked for a little while when she first got divorced and, you know, she went through that little bit of grief, but 
two years later, she was still having a hard time. She couldn't get into a relationship and feel comfortable. She was looking for the same sort of man again. Um, she was working all the time. She maybe slept four hours a night. She had two small children. Her mom was living with her, was supposed to be helping her. And she had to also take care of her mom too. <laughs> her mom was not supervising the kids in the way that she wanted. <laughs> After we worked together for about a year, well, all through the year, she was making changes. She's in a re relationship that she appreciates. She is not getting married yet, but uh, she decided to leave behind her individual business and went to work as a CFO for one of her previous clients. And she just purchased her, her first home and had it totally remodeled. So, and I think right now she's taken her family on a trip to Asia for a couple of months. So by being able to- That's pretty successful. <laughs> yeah, being able to release all of that baggage that she was holding on to, and really looking at the life that she wanted and what she could do to make that life a reality. You know, it's mm -hmm. a co-creation. So. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure some of your work involves helping people understand that confidence plays a big role in all of this. Right. And I think that's looking at, it, rather than trying to just say, be confident, it's easy to say, but if you actually tell me about your accomplishments, tell me about what you've done and what you're proud of. When I was in fourth grade, I got a little bowling trophy, the most, the most, uh, I guess the most progress as a bowler, you know, the most improved bowler. <laughs> I said, wow. <laughs> but, you know, those kind of things, it can be silly little things, but it makes me smile every time I say it. Um, Even now. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since I was in the fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, it, and it yeah. could, and when you notice the things that you have accomplished, make a regular habit of writing those things down that. Mm. So whenever you feel low, it's like uh, testimonials from clients. It's mm -hmm. um, taking those those great wins. Wow! I just I just yeah. had this wonderful event, and everybody walked away happy. On the so, side of the so, whenever you feel like things are not going well or you're not doing enough, go back and look. Wow! I really have done a lot. Mm -hmm. what, what else do I want to do? Yeah. Do you also help leaders? I'm sure you do. You help leaders in in situations where they are getting feedback from their direct reports or maybe leaders who are getting feedback from the board who manages like a CEO at a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. What kind of work do you do with them when their feedback is there are some things that they need to change as a leader? Well, I think you start by 
looking at what their words are saying. You know, being honest with yourself, it depends on what it is that is being said by the board or um, the direct reports. If they're saying, you know, you're really not inspiring us anymore, or yeah, I, I don't understand what you want. So it, it takes, exactly you know, unraveling, uh, um, what does this mean? And being honest mm-hmm. about uh, what needs to change. So it's taking away ego. Mm-hmm. And quite often that's mm-hmm. what keeps people going. Well, this is how I've always done it. So this is how I'm going to continue doing it. And if they don't like it, then they can leave. Nobody's yeah. going to be be loyal. Sometimes it takes uh, being uh, being courageous enough to say, I'd like to talk to each person individually. Maybe, could you tell me a little bit more about what it is that's not working for you in our relationship? What would, what would, how would I need to show up to get you back on track? or to get the company back on track or I feel like, organization. I feel like people would be scared to do that because uh-huh. they would fear some sort of subtle retaliation later. I've seen it happen before um, when not this current leadership, but when I've been at a company where leadership is, oh, we're fully transparent. You know, we want everybody to feedback and feedback honestly and then you do that and then you see that person now has a very, very difficult time in their role. The direct report who was told they could feedback honestly. And then there, there are some challenges after that. So I think people oh, could just get scared. That um, there's repercussions, you know, like they hold it over them. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's where a, a coach can help a leader or maybe there's coaching with the people who are offering the feedback. It can be a holistic. It doesn't just have to be for mm-hmm. one person. It can be for the entire company. Because if the t- company's in trouble, yes. there's there's conversations that have to happen on both sides. I've had conversations with teams who were upset. So I would, would just have an open discussion and let them pour out what they're pissed off about. And then I can create an anonymous report to give to the leader and say, they don't know what's going on. They're not sure what the direction of the company is. They feel like they're being taken advantage of. They're getting more work and they don't know, and they're not getting enough perks as a reward or whatever it is that they have, they're not being heard. And then by, and then presenting all of this to the leader, he was able, oh, Oh my God, they were working so well. Yeah. I forgot to, to include them yeah. in what was going on. So it's, it's sometimes just mm-hmm. an awareness. So it can work on both sides, but giving that mm-hmm. team the yeah, opportunity that, to speak up, then they felt seen and heard. And then changes could be made after that. Mm-hmm. And that goes to the work that you do uh, with HR, right? You do a lot of work with HR teams and departments. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because that's a safe way. 
Uh-huh. You serve as a buffer. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> that I've had, um, I've prevented some lawsuits because I gave people a place to vent. I helped to calm people's tempers when they were out of control. Um, but if outside help is needed, I will admit this is beyond what I can do, that this is, this is really something for a therapist to dig in. <laughs> this person is, needs to be physically escorted away. <laughs> you know, so I'm not, I'm not. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have a bit of a delay, so I, but I think we're working through it pretty well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure you've caught it throughout the thing, but it's okay. Um, so how can people work with you? What services do you provide? And how can they stay in touch with you? Like if they want to follow you on LinkedIn or follow you on Instagram? Well, on your website. Um, on my website is yoursheltering.com. I'm on LinkedIn, both personally, Marianne Udell and uh, your and Sheltering Tree. I'm on Facebook, both Marianne Udell and Sheltering Tree, and I'm on Instagram, yoursheltingtree.com. I mean, no, well, whatever the Instagram thing is. <laughs> and um, with companies, there are a lot of different ways that they can. Um, engage with me quite often the first thing i suggest is a lunch and learn so if they want to bring me in for an hour lunch and learn session they get an idea of who i am how i coach people and the kind of work that i do so that's uh, always a first but i'm i'm generally hired as a consultant for a, a length of time Mm-hmm. And individuals, if you and know, then with individuals, with individuals, I have a couple of group programs. I can work with people one on one, and I offer retreats. That's something that I can do also for a corporate setting. You know, where whether it's a one day retreat, or I'm, I'm getting ready to do one in the fall for a nonprofit organization, a one day retreat, uh, recharge your life. For young adult really survivors. yes and um i will work. keep that in mind for yeah. Org. yeah so it's it's a way to reflect on what's happened in the past and get real about where you are and then figure out a plan to move forward and then actually creating mm-hmm. a goals chart on how to incorporate okay, this is where I want to be in a year. This is what I need to do to get there in different areas of your life. So that's, mm-hmm. that's one of those things, having that life and business coach blend in my certification. Yeah. I can, I can look at both sides. I have a, a, an intuitive personal connection and I know how to strategically look at the business part if that's what they need. Oh, that's wonderful. That retreat sounds so nice. And it also sounds like it's almost a gift that an employer can give to their team because it's, it is helping you kind of frame your work-life balance and set goals that are 
professionally and personally in alignment. So I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I like it too. So there is an there is something that we're doing here on uh, GYSB Talks and two questions. One is a question from our last guest for you. And that is, what do your health and wellness goals look like actualized in the next five years? To still be alive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To... um... To hike regularly with friends. <laughs> um, I think just using my mom, who's 93, as a role model, just living and being happy. You know. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then that's good. That's a great answer. And I love hiking myself. So I'm that definitely resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the last question is about GYSB. So GYSB stands for get your sexy back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, GYSB talks is where we talk about these things, right? That help us in different areas to live life fully. So mm-hmm. when you first heard the word sexy, at whatever age that was introduced to you, what, how did it feel? And now how do you see the word sexy? When I first heard it, I felt scared because I didn't want to be taken advantage of. And now there is a way to be sexy that doesn't require me to do anything. It's being who I am. And I got a, a nickname, Mother Vixen, a long time ago. Um, it was... It was a, because I embody that motherliness, but there's an innate sexiness that um, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> you know what? I, I see it. I see it. And um, I saw it when I first met you. It's just the way that you carry yourself. You're very confident. And I, you and I are similar in that we are not afraid to just go up to a group of people standing in a circle because we met at a networking event, right? Yeah. And there's some there's something very sexy about that, like just being yourself and just being able to walk up to a group of people who are already talking, they're already in full discussion, uh-huh. and just inserting yourself in a way that isn't intrusive. But it's like, well, hey, yeah. you know, I'm here. I mean, this is who I am. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think that... Uh, and that if, if there's anybody who's having a hard time meeting their person, then you have to stop just being focused on that. When you focus on doing what you love and taking care of yourself, that that just creates that attractive energy. It happens every time. Once you stop, I'm just going, or when people are trying to have a baby, you know, they keep trying so hard and then they decide to stop and then all of a sudden they get pregnant. You know, that there's just, you know, when you release the stress and the tension, you just show up in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. 
Ah, this has been so great. I, I appreciate you taking your time to, to come and chat with me today. And hopefully it won't be your last visit on GYSB Talks. Mm -hmm. um, do you um, have any parting words, any words that you want to leave before we head out? I mean, you've said a lot, but I just wanted to give you an opportunity <laughs> in case I didn't ask you something you wanted me to ask. No, uh, I think that you you covered a lot. The only other thing that I would add is that if there's if there's speaking opportunities, I'm always open to help educate people. That that's part of my passion as well awesome. to make sure we talk about this more. That's why I'm so happy you invited me to come here. <laughs> yes, 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 and we will definitely stay connected. Um, and if people want to stay connected with me, um, Carla, GYSB, you can find me on all social media platforms. Well, TikTok, YouTube, now threads and Instagram. So I'm on those four platforms as GYSB movement. So if you would like to stay connected, please do. And please, please, please make sure you turn on your notifications, follow GYSB talks. And if anything, any episode resonates with you, please share it with your audience, especially if they are women in midlife, women over 50. I, I think it's a great podcast and hopefully you think so too. And um, let's stay connected guys. And until then, um, I will see you later. Thank you, Marianne. Bye. Thanks, Carla. All content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.